Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's do this. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am your host, Jackie Maroney, and Erin McNaught, my co-host, is laughing at me for some reason, which I do not understand why. All I did was say an intro. I know, but you sounded like somebody was holding a gun to your head. (laughs) Um, Introduce this podcast about this show that you have mixed feelings about watching. (laughs) That's true, and... I just really don't like doing the intro in general because I feel like it's kind of awkward. So I'm just always trying to rush through it. Oh, I live for your introduction. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Listeners, do you like my introduction? Do you hate my introduction? Did you never think about it ever once until we brought it up just now? Let us know. I think that that's a common theme of this podcast is we bring up things that you never really wanted to think about and then we had made you think about them. We're not sorry though. No, sorry. I'm not sorry. I feel like though, what did you think about this episode overall? I thought it was, it was good. I am dead sober and I actively enjoyed the entire two hours. An hour and a half and I stopped, I literally wrote in my notes like, wait, am I invested in this show? (laughs) Like, am I invested in the drama? I'm just going to come right out of the gate and say the villain switcheroo was not something that I saw coming. I'm so glad that they didn't preview ruin that for us. My roller coaster of feelings about the women, particularly Sarah, throughout the episode, it was a true roller coaster. Yes, I changed it, my I, mind. I feel the same way. Yeah, me yeah. too. And there was a hot moment there where I was like, wait, is Victoria actually funny and we like her? But I don't think we like her. Anymore. The moment passed quickly, <laughs> but it did exist. I'm, I will admit it. <laughs> and and I, then I was also wondering if. This was in the group date that Victoria was on, the, the sexual one where they had to read all that stuff. I was wondering, it, it seemed that all the other girls liked her. And I'm like, may, is she maybe just saying outrageous things and all these girls like her? But then towards the end, she was incredibly mean. Checks out, I guess. Yeah. She like almost redeemed her. She almost made it seem like she had a bad edit and then she ruined it. Yeah, I know. But I will say like, she is kind of funny. Like I was laughing out loud at the things she was saying. She- she had a couple of lines that got me, <laughs> but I'm trying not to. Like me and Dan laughed out loud when, when she's like, it was the first day of the week. When, who said that? She was, yeah, she was she's saying, like, why are you time. Cons- why would you need time? It's the first day of the week. We're all going to get dates. I was just like, you're not wrong, girl. Sometimes her dry lines are funny. Like, so when funny. Be, like, yeah, some of them are funny, but then she continues to talk and you're like, you're absolutely terrible. But she had a couple of moments where I was it's, like, that's just my sense of humor too. Like I love like dry monotone. Yeah. I don't know what kind of humor that even is, but I just like think it's funny to talk like that. Not in a mean way, just in a dry monotone way. Right. Well, her saying like, it's vocal the first is funny. Yeah. Her saying it's the first day of the week wasn't, that's not mean. Right. You're saying it's the first, that was, to me, that was a reasonable statement. You're saying you need this time, but it's, well, we'll get into it, but yeah. do yeah. we want to just okay. start with the Sarah drama and then like, then we can sprinkle in whatever other things we have from the episode? Because the main yes. thing of the episode was Sarah. I agree. I think we should just get into it. Cause that will really bring us, yes, throughout the whole journey throughout that was this two hours. 
Because she starts us off with her medical crisis, her fainting. I, even in that moment, within that five to 10 minutes that it was on the screen, I went back and forth a hundred times of, this is a brilliant move for attention, how manipulative and conniving to, she really did was sick and she really did faint. Like I could not get a grip on where I stood on Sarah. I still don't think that I can. Where are you? Um, I think now I, I am mixed because on one hand, I do feel, obviously I feel bad for her family situation. That's terrible. Um, and the fact that that's weighing on her, she needs to do what she has to do for that. And I feel bad that when she did try to apologize and make amends with the girls, they were really, really mean to her and they really attacked her. And so I could understand how she feels like then not safe in that environment. And just like, is like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. But I do think she has made some mistakes along the way that led to this point. Like, like first off, we're not even that far into the show yet. A lot of relationships haven't really developed. And hers is one of the first ones to develop. All right, guys. I am going to stop it right here and fully say, trigger warning, my dog is about to make a very horrid sound that might be very concerning that she's very hurt but don't worry she ended up being fine and I will explain later on in the podcast what ended up happening to her for a hot second while we were in the middle of recording this so trigger warning on that and I just figured while I'm at it this might be a good time to stop and put in an ad get that money so I don't know about you guys but I love taking pictures on my phone. I love taking a gazillion pictures of myself and of my friends for Instagram, whatever. But then once they're on my phone, all of the Instagram rejects, which, you know, you can only post like one Instagram a day maximum. Come on, guys, get real. What do you do with the rest of the pictures? Well, I have the answer for you. If you don't have free prints yet, you guys have definitely got to check it out. Free prints is a free app for the iPhone and Android that lets you print all of the photos on your phone for free. And you get a thousand free four by six photo prints a year. And all you pay is a small shipping charge. You can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing. So I don't know why when something is literally zero dollars that you can utilize and see and display whether you want to hang them in your room or, you know, give them to your friends on their birthdays. I don't know. Is that a thing that people do with pictures? Um, it's literally free. So why would you not check it out? You can select the photos that you want to print, you choose the sizes, and then you're done. And then you get premium quality prints that will arrive on your doorstep in just days. Free Prints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real, professional quality, free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. Again, go to freeprints.com to get the app and your 1,000 free prints. Okay, now back to the horrifying sound that my dog is about to make. Ready, go. But to go on like the second group date. Oh my God, Jesus what Christ. Happened? I'm sorry, that was so scary. What happened? So my That dog, was a scary sound. I know, it was, oh Jesus Christ. So my dog likes to bite on the crate when- Did she get stuck? She got stuck, yeah. Mm. And like, she'll her, learn. her nose was like, I think, I don't think she really got hurt because now she's fine. I think she was just scared. I mean, I was scared. Her nose was like, yeah, like she was stuck in there essentially. Like I had to go help her out and she was like screaming like, oh, oh I think you're fine now. Like she, now she seems fine. Now she's just sitting there. They bounced that, back quickly, but oh my gosh. That was so this sad is, and scary. Oh my God. This is such a big responsibility. I'm stressed <laughs> out watching you. 
I can't believe she did that. Well, honestly, yeah, no, maybe now she will fucking learn to stop chewing on the crate. I did think it was harmless, but yeah. Oh, now I feel bad. I'm like, maybe I'll bring her up here. For attention. Come here, baby. Come on, that was so scary. <sighs> what was I saying? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna watch the doggy now. Hi. Oh. Hi, baby. I'm so sorry. That was so scary. That was real. It was just really sad because you could see, like, in her face, genuine panic. Of I don't want to have to relive that moment when I edit this. That was really sad and scary. <laughs> I know you just need to cut that right out. Okay, so do you want to go back to what you were saying? Um, Are you okay? Yes. Yeah, I'm okay. She seems to be okay as well. She so seems that's, perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I just think for Sarah, like, guys, it is 2021. The Bachelor has existed for legitimately – how many years? I was going to say legitimately, but then I was, realized I don't one know the – One million years. Exactly. Precisely one yeah. million years to be making a big stink about the lead going on dates with other people like week three you didn't you knew what show you were signing up for this feels incredible and i understand that feelings get strong down the line and it gets hard but this is a little premature to be having that much action and and that's okay if that's how you feel but then yeah maybe the show is not for you maybe you should not have come on the show if you really are going to have that much of an emotional response when the, the lead goes on like a week two group date where they literally go on stage and like talk about sexual fantasies. Like it wasn't even a romantic date that triggered her. I, com- I completely agree. I think I, I felt very frustrated watching her because obviously number one, have you ever seen the show? This is the entire premise of the show. It seemed like she was really triggered based on past relationships based on past trauma she talked about i think she talked about like being maybe being cheated on or she clearly has stuff in her past that this brought up for her i would really be a lot i think the women's frustrations with her are completely valid um them being frustrated is totally understandable i would feel the same way she's getting all this extra attention yeah it, it does seem over the top and dramatic I think that they were very mean to her. I did not like the way that they spoke to her and ganged up on her. But again, I think in those situations, it it makes itself very clear what women are emotionally mature and which women are not and which women are catty mean girls. And it came out really quickly who was the catty mean girls. And I could have told you night one who it was going to be for the catty mean girls ganging up. I mean, right? Like you're going to be loud and you're going to say these mean things to her. It does not make you look any better. It does not make you look any good. I think that I would be a lot more angry with Sarah if she hadn't left tonight. I mean, I'm mad because I had her in my bracket. So for that reason, I'm Mm, mad at her. That's unfortunate. if she hadn't removed herself from the situation and she had carried this on for weeks and weeks and weeks and like, oh, I don't know if I'd be here and I just, this right, is so hard right. and this is so hard, then I would have been over it and really not liked her. But clearly this was hard for her. She recognized that this was not a situation that was good for herself and she took herself out of the situation. And I think we have to recognize and commend when people can make that choice for themselves because it was clearly not an easy decision. And how yeah. many times do we stay in an situations that are extremely uncomfortable for us because we feel like we have to totally no I think I think the fact that she actually did go home was a huge wake-up call to a lot of these girls who were because I like even Victoria was saying that that she was going to carry this on for several weeks in order to get more attention and I think yeah Sarah could really nip that in the bud right there be like no this is not that's why I don't think it was necessarily manipulative or attention getting I think she really was just 
having these feelings. So slash, when they were getting mad for fainting, I never thought that was a fake faint. Like, no, I don't think so either. Like, this girl is like sick. Why are you? That was a bit much. If I put myself in their shoes, I was watching going, okay, if I'm one of these girls, mm-hmm. I'm also pissed off that this girl is fainting. I'm mad about it. My petty self is mad about it. But yeah. I also, in my realistic, logical brain, know that she's not doing it on purpose, but I'm still a little annoyed. Like the whatever girl in her confessional said, you know, I'm like mad at her for fainting. And I recognize that that's like not really a good look for me. <laughs> and I'm not really, she was kind of like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm not really proud of it, but this is how I'm feeling. That to me was a reasonable reaction. Yeah, because they are, they are in this hyper competitive bubble of an environment that I think that's any, the only reason. any sort of attention at that point is good attention. Because at this point, a lot of these girls are just trying to get noticed. Some of them have not even spoken to him. So I could see how that would bubble up. She's had a one-on-one. Then she faints. Then she comes and crashes the group date. All in literally one week. You gotta plan your moments, girl. If I'm one of these women, I'm not happy with her. I'm, I'm angry and annoyed. But I think exactly what Katie said to them, you don't know what people are dealing with. Of course. And... It was kind of the perfect storm of a lot of things because I think she just constantly kept making it worse too by not, had she crashed the group date and then didn't hide in her room for three days before trying to apologize, I think maybe people would have moved on and realized that's also part of the show. But yeah, wait, so what's the, I wrote down dildo girl in my notes because I couldn't remember her name. Katie, her her name is Katie. I want to give her a shout out because I think she came across really, really good in, in a way that like when, Sarah initially crashed the group date. She was upset and and I think rightfully so that she had time interrupted and, and said her piece in a way that wasn't super mean and cruel and attacking. It was just like, no, like I'm annoyed by this and here's why and and just kind of stated her case, which I think was really mature. But then after the fact when those girls were explicitly mean to be like, okay, that was like She said that was hard much. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it, it is a coincidence that she is one of the old, and by oldest, I think she's like, what, 27, 29, um, that she's one of the older girls of the group. Well, it's all sad that that's the oldest girl there. But um, just like, I don't think that's a coincidence that her being nope. the nicest, most normal person is just a couple years older. Absolutely. I think if we think about the spectrum. Everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning. For some, a nice McDonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it. Others might prefer a McDonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel. Or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak egg and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some of our 20s and the different ways that we are. I mean, if I think of myself at 21, 22 going on this show, oh my God, what a nightmare. It would have been a whole different thing. Yeah. I, but is it just me or so, because like these girls are really young like they are on average age 24 but we have like 21 to 25 kind of in there and but yet I feel like they look older than like I'm 27 I feel like they look older than me they look like they're in their 30s yet they are like 21 I'm like something's not adding up because this is not what normal 21 year olds look like okay there's like something happening in the world though that basically everyone who was born I'm gonna say after 1990 seven, 1998, this is like beginning of, right, Gen Z, they just all look 
older than we did at that age. I mean, I'm sure you've seen many of the memes that are like, this is what I looked like at 13. Mm -hmm. This is what Gen Z looks like at the age of 13. Like, I don't know what's happening. People say YouTube makeup tutorials. That is not the only thing that's happening. There is something else going on because I completely agree with you. And it's not just the girls on The Bachelor. It's the people that I see everywhere represented. Yeah. I also think, I think, I think access to like makeup tutorials and just anything that the internet has to offer for education and stuff is part of it. But I also think it is how normalized and accessible and affordable like fillers are and uh, Botox Mm -hmm. and all those things, because it actually makes you look older if you do that. And if, is that the case? Because on one hand, I stopped myself in the middle and just got confused because I'm like, well, yeah, but they're doing all this stuff to their face that should, in theory, not make them look like 30. But people actually do say if you start too early, you'll actually end up looking older. But it's just so normalized and it's so accessible now. And it's, um, so I just think a lot of these girls are, whether it's making them older or look younger, it's making them look different because people are doing shit to their face. And it's so normalized and so easy to access now. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think just the prevalence of social media in as you grow up now, right, is makes a difference because you're going to post this thing on Instagram and this is what the mm-hmm. Instagram look is. And like I think of us in or like college, late high school, I mean – what, what did we have? We didn't even like, what do we have? Facebook, like 100 pictures yeah. of you drunk at a party on Facebook was like, that was mm-hmm. posting on social media. And that was what was cool and funny and got you attention. And I, I we looked disgusting because it wasn't really about yeah. one post on Instagram. It wasn't like this, this is the one look, look at this look. It was look at us. We're so fun. We go to parties. That's what yeah. we do. Cause we're so cool. But now it's like, this is what I look like. And that's what gives me attention. I don't, I don't know because it's not that we weren't affected by social media, but I just think it's a whole nother level now. Yeah, I think it is. I, and I think, yeah, I don't like, I, I want to like add something thoughtful, but I feel like all I'm adding is, is like Lip jumbled colors. up thought or like all half thoughts. Cause I don't know. I was sitting there perplexed being like, why do all these girls look so much older than me? And if I went on the bachelor, I don't think I would look like that. I, I almost caught myself in this episode because when Katie was Katie was really awesome in this episode and all these people started tweeting um, like, oh, Katie for the next Bachelorette, Katie for the next Bachelorette. And my initial gut reaction to that was Katie's not cute enough to be a Bachelorette. That was what I initially reacted to it. Mm-hmm. There's Katie is a very attractive girl. That There's absolutely nothing wrong with Katie. But Katie looks like normal. She looks like a regular average person yeah. that I would show up to work with every single day it's, she doesn't, it's, she's not coming across this, whatever this Instagram influencer look is. She just looks like a normal everyday person. Yeah, and my brain's, my brain's initial people- reaction was to be like, she's not conventionally attractive and that's not true. Right. Cause it's, it's a very specific look too. I, all right. I'm going to retract my statement. I think it's, it's filler and it's like not, not even necessarily just, well, you can do Botox too, but not even just necessarily, um, like lip filler, but like the things you can do to your face with like a casual little needle is like, it's wild. They're like reconstructing their faces to all look the same. And oh. this is not plastic surgery. Like this is not something that is difficult to do. You literally show up, make an appointment. Someone does like a quick little injection. You're done. And, but like, it can literally change the way your face looks. 
That must be what they're doing because it is a specific It's very look specific. That yeah. we've just been inundated and saturated with this look. So now we're kind of like starting to soak in and believe that it's just normal to look that way. But I don't think that it is normal to look that way. I didn't know about any of this. I thought that filler only went in your lips shows how much I know. But I've also never watched a makeup tutorial in my life. So because this happens to me all the time. This has happened to me my whole life. Everybody else is thinking and knowing about this thing that everybody's doing and thinking and knowing about, like, for example, makeup or like mm -hmm. thongs. <laughs> and I am just totally missing the memo. I spent most of my, I didn't, I don't think I wore a thong until college. Didn't know that they were a thing. Didn't know everybody was wearing them. But, but like you saw them at the store, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh like, God, who would ever wear those? Everybody. It's just way more convenient than having your underwear show through your pants. Everybody but me. Because I was like, I don't, I can't wear that and have my butt cheeks out. No, this is the story <laughs> of my life. I'm like, not just 10 years late to music. I'm 10 years late to all things. That's so, the, that one's so interesting to me because it's like they're right next to each other in the yeah. underwear section. No, I would go into Victoria's Secret. You know, the, the none of this has anything to do with the Bachelor, whatever. I would go into Victoria's <laughs> Secret, you know, the big giant boxes and you, they had all the different styles and I would shop the like just two little boxes that were like mm -hmm. the cheekies and like the bikini briefs. And I would not walk around to any of the other. And I was like, okay, this is where I can choose from because I don't wear those kinds of underwear. Why? Well, I mean, like, do you want to do a psychological deep dive? I have, I have some theories, but like, we're going to get way off topic from The Bachelor. No, we can go back to The Bachelor. That just, I really, I just had a moment where I was like, this always happens to me. I'm always so late to knowing about anything that everybody else is doing. That Happy was such shit. a repressed memory. I have not thought, I've literally <laughs> never thought about that before. It just came back to me in this moment. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. Anyways, The Bachelor. Yeah. So what else did I have in my notes here? Let's see. Um, have you ever ridden a horse? I am scared of riding. I've never ridden a horse before in my life and I am scared of it. And that's something that if I went on The Bachelor, I wouldn't want to get the horse date. Same thing with the skydiving date. Those are the two things that I'm like, but because the, I just said that right now, I feel like those are the dates that I'm going to be put on if I ever were to go on the show. Yes. Um, I have ridden a horse. Um, I read, I rode a horse actually in LA when Connor first, hi Connor, when Connor first moved out there, um, we did the, whatever, like the Hollywood Hills, like horseback oh, riding. Oh yeah, I remember you guys doing that. Thing is, yeah. it was absolutely terrifying and I hated it because the horses, cause you're going up a mountain and the horses to feel safe from predators walk on the very edge of the cliff so they can see what's coming and literally rocks are falling off down the cliff from the horse's hooves and you're just supposed to ride the horse up and I hated it and horses know if you hate it so the horse hated me right he would like pee when I was sitting on him it was a terrible experience I'm not a horse person clearly not well, that me. sounds scary for other reasons as well, because you're literally like climbing up the edge of a mountain, which is something I'm also not interested in doing. And when I so say- That's like double whammy there. When I say climbing up the edge of a mountain, I mean like Runyon Canyon, <laughs> but just on the edge. Okay, but it's still like kind of a mountain. <laughs> Famously still- It's still uphill. It's uphill and it's there's an incline, people. Yes. So I would not, I would, but I would prefer a horse date to sky. I would not skydive. I would be like, okay, peace. See ya. No man is making me skydive. Not even the one I'm with now. He knows that. Nope. Yeah. I don't think I would ever do that. But then again, never seen it. I guess like people do it and they don't die and it ends up being fine. 
So percent. I know myself, the fear, like even talking about it right now, I'm getting very anxious and scared. The fear of doing it would not be worth whatever fun feeling you have afterwards. It just wouldn't be worth it to me. Yeah. That's how I feel too. But I guess never say never. I could see you being talked into it. <laughs> I feel like I could be talked into it with, with the right guy. And that's, oh, yeah. and that's my trauma. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm sitting here going, she's totally going to skydive. <laughs> You would be the perfect candidate for a skydiving date because you would be so scared and it would be really dramatic and you would be like, I didn't And then I'd eventually do, do it, yeah. And you would fall in love over it. Oh, that's your bachelor journey. I love that for you. Okay. Um, first step, I need to get on the show. Yeah. How do I do that? We'll work um, on it. We'll work on it. My bachelor journey would be, um, excuse me, I'm not doing this date, see ya. And everybody would be like, what's wrong with this girl? Nope. But I would have walked out at that, uh, let's write sexy erotica I know that also, I mean, I think the girls did a good job for the most part yes. of making it like funny, um, while still kind of like saying things like that, but it's just like, I wouldn't want to say that on national TV in front of my grandma. That was my issue with it, right? They were all like, it was so empowering and great. And I, I love that. Right. I love the sex positivity. That's wonderful. But for, it was cringy watching them do it in public that felt so cringy, not because of the things that they were saying. I don't know. It just, there was, I was plugging my ears for some of it. I couldn't listen to it. I was so uncomfortable. Sorry. This dog is, I think she has to go to the bathroom, but I'm going to, we're going to finish this podcast before I do this dog. Um, sorry. Then I I just hit my garbage can that's on the floor. This was, and also for (laughs) everyone listening, I, so I spilled water all over my personal laptop a couple days ago. And so it's being repaired at the Apple store. So that's a whole other journey in itself. So this week is really a miracle that a podcast is coming out. Basically, if you're listening to this right now, (laughs) just think you're lucky stars that we made it this far. Seriously. Um, do you have any other point? I feel like I have other points, but they're stupid. Like, first off, why did Chris Harrison, like, essentially write, what, what would you call, what do you call the, there's a word for Erotica. It. Yeah, I guess. Why did Chris Harrison write erotica? Erotic, erotic fiction. Yeah, why did he do that? And then Sometimes why did he, he then promote it on The Bachelor? It's pretty off-brand of his, like, makes, I'm a father figure Chris Harrison vibes. Yeah, it kind of makes no sense to me. Um, but it brilliant marketing move on his part. Yeah. Because now everybody's going to go and buy Chris Harrison's romance book. (laughs) Are you going to go buy Chris Harrison's romance book? I just might. Everybody needs a good romance book every once in a while. I don't usually go straight for like the, like romance, romance genre. Like if a Fabio is on the cover, I don't really go for that because there's not enough of a story. Yeah. But I like anyone that like toes the line between where it's got like enough smut, but it's also just like a corny romance. If you want Rex, let me know. I was like, I don't really read books, but <laughs> but I've heard of them. But I've heard of them and I, I look at them on my bookshelf and then don't read. That's what I do too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. One more thing that Matt James has never had a charcuterie. Like goodbye. You're canceled. When did he say that? When he was on the date with, shoot, I don't remember her name. Serena P. Yes, the horse date. They were setting up the charcuterie, and she was like, how have you never had charcuterie? Like, what? He's like, I'm just, like, not a big wine person. So two strikes against Matt James. I was going to say, two major red flags. I did not listen to a word of that date. I was so bored. I was playing a game on my phone. I think I was playing Candy Crush. 
Oh, I really liked Serena, though, and I think she's going to be a top contender. She's definitely going to be a top contender now that Sarah left. True. Yeah. Bye, Sarah. I, okay, okay. one more thing, though. Don't you think Sarah's coming back? Yes. I think they set it up for Sarah to come back. Yeah. So I'm not saying goodbye to Sarah just yet. I think – but I don't know how that's going to work, like, with her dad. Like right, – Well, because if she really did leave for her dad, she's not going to come back. And so I think it's going to be very telling if she does come back or not, I think. Yeah. My annoyance level with her will go up if she comes back because it's just an old trope. It's been done. The one thing I did listen to Serena P say on her date that I liked was she talked about the idea of thinking, she said her dad has lived a really linear life and she's not Mm -hmm. interested in a linear life. I loved that. I've never heard anyone put it that way of like a a linear life versus a Mm -hmm. non-linear life. And I just really like that a lot. And thank you for bringing that to me, Serena. Serena says, you're welcome. Thanks, Serena. Thanks, girl. All right. Should we do Rose and Thorn? I don't um, have them picked out as per <laughs> all right, usual. Well, my, my thorn is that my dog made the scariest sound that I've ever heard her make <laughs> while recording this podcast. And I mean, she's clearly fine. She's like jumping around now or whatever, but that was really scary. And that's my thorn. And my rose goes to, I don't know, I guess. Katie, I think she really was a star this episode. She was incredibly redeeming because at first I was like, Ugh, all right, girl. like Victoria, I was so close to just thinking you're like a funny girl. And so I'm going to give it to Katie. I'm going to give my rose to Serena P for bringing me that vision of linear lives versus non-linear lives because I just shouted her out and I don't really have anyone else I want to give a rose to other than Katie, but you gave Katie one. And I'm going to give my thorn to all the girls who like piled on Sarah in a very bullying, mean girl-esque way. I thought some of them express their frustrations in a very legitimate way, right? Where it's like, this is how your actions have affected me. This is how Mm -hmm. I feel. But people like Kit and Victoria who were basically like, your life's going to be hell in this house and don't ever speak to me. I don't want to. No, that's too much. You're doing too much. You're just being a mean girl. Your character is showing. I'm over it. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure those will be the people we have to watch on Paradise. That was going to be the last thing I was going to ask you. Mm. So ABC has come out and said that they're pretty sure that they're going to do paradise and we have a very interesting dilemma here because now we have two seasons of the bachelor we'll have two seasons of the bachelor contestants and two seasons of the bachelorette worth of contestants because we'll have peters claire and Tasha, then this season right. and then the yeah. bachelorette season that's a lot of people competing to come to paradise yeah who do, do you, you i was gonna see? say who do you think they're gonna lean more into like more of like the Peter's girls or these new girls. Cause on one hand I'm like, wow, that was so long ago. Like who cares about Hannah Ann? But I do think they were very strong. There was a lot of strong people from like a bachelor perspective on Peter's season. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think unfortunately what we're going to end up seeing is a lot of the girls that we just don't really like that much because they're dramatic and big names mm-hmm. and they're going to yeah. bring the big names. So I think the people from Peter's season that we're going to see are people who are still getting a lot of attention. Hannah and Maddie, those girls. Um, I think we'll also get a lot of girls from this season and whatever the next season is, the guys from the next season, because that'll be fresh in everybody's minds. Yeah. I agree. That's what just makes sense to me. I heard somewhere that someone was saying they really want to see Peter come to paradise. Which I, I agree. love that. I want I to see 
Peter, Hannah B, Hannah Ann, Maddie, and Kelly all um, on the beach in paradise. Just them. That's it. (laughs) That's the cast. ABC, we have your show for you. Call us up. And maybe Barb. And maybe Barb. Yeah, honestly. That would be ideal. I love that. Yeah. So that's, we've cast it. So don't even worry about it, ABC. We got you covered. It's not that many people to pay for COVID tests for. So. Exactly. Problem solved. That would be so good. Me too. All right. right. Well, we did it, guys. We got through it. Right? Right, Holly? Holly's like, can you just please take me outside now? I have to pee. I know. She really does have to. I'm proud of her for not going now, like in your lap. She's pretty good at that. She knows she knows that there's like a time and place to go and a time and place not to go, but it's just now, well, now I had her trained on the pads in the bathroom and now it's like, now that she can go outside, it's like retraining her. It's like, no, actually forget that. Like go outside now. Right. So she wow. But. Look at Holly having more self-control than the women on The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. on The Bachelor, whatever show this well, is. <laughs> except for when she literally almost kills herself by uh, chewing on her crate, but. Maybe she was faking it like Sarah for attention. For attention? <laughs> She's she's auditioning right now. Oh my god! Honestly, she was incredibly happy as soon as I got her out of that situation. So sus. Wow. Extremely sus. That means suspicious. I learned that on TikTok. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.